You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 71 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, yes indeed, we're about to hop right on into this thing. Not going to do best thing, funniest thing this week. Not going to do number one spot this week. We're going to hop right on into the wrestling news. You can find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet pod. That's where you can find all my listens to where this podcast is, iTunes, the list goes on and on, Periscope, YouTube, I'm everywhere for goodness sakes, this goes on and on. So ladies and gentlemen, we are going to hop right on into the news stories of the week and we're also going to break down WWE Stumping Grounds, we got our predictions, our picks on that as well. So it's a full show today. We're going to hop right on into this thing right now. And first, we're going to start off with Killer Cross. Ladies and gentlemen, Impact Wrestling. Uh, a lot going on with Impact Wrestling as this news story pertains. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux and Killer Cross both wanted out of their contracts. Scarlett Bordeaux was released yesterday. And she's if you don't know Scarlett Bordeaux, she's a phenomenal talent. And she's going to land on her feet somewhere. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably get into that later at some point as well. But Killer Cross, a report came out yesterday that he will not be released out of his contract. Obviously, the couple has wanted out. Killer Cross made some comments on the situation. Impact did not like it. Uh, the report came out that, yes, they would not let him out of his contract. He would be working with Impact. He has quite some time left on his contract last I seen. So, here's the deal, man. Normally, I'm always on the side of the wrestlers. And in this instance, Killer Cross wanted a rate, a pay raise. So, I get that. I'm always on the side of wrestlers getting paid because they put their bodies on the line for us each and every week. But, here's the thing with that. I'm also on the side of the wrestling companies when they say that, well, you know what? You signed a contract. And I also get it. I get that the wrestlers want to get paid, but I get it from a business side, at, from the business aspect of wrestling for a company like Impact Wrestling to say that, you know what? You signed this contract and we do not want to let you out of it because you're very valuable to us. And we're not agreeing to a pay raise as of this date. So there's a lot going on here. The business aspect of, of wrestling kind of gets ugly at times, so I get it I, from fans' standpoint that are complaining one way or another. But at the least, Impact is using Killer Cross. We see in some instances in some companies where wrestlers are not getting let out of their contracts and they aren't being used whatsoever. Killer Cross is a big part of Impact Wrestling. They use him very prominently. If you watch every week, I watch every week. So he's being featured. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Scarlett Bardot is leaving. Uh, hopefully she finds, uh, she will definitely at the least find her footing on the indies. If not, some, some company like an AEW coming calling or Ring of Honor, WWE coming calling. She will find her find her fitting somewhere hopefully it's at a company that will use her best i don't know if i'd want to see her go to wwe i'm not entirely sure on how they would use her 
I would like to see her go elsewhere. That's just my opinion. Killer Cross. We'll see how it works out with Impact Wrestling going forward. So moving on, gonna move on to Bray Wyatt, ladies and gentlemen. Another great video. Another great Firefly Funhouse video last week on Monday Night Raw. But the question for me is, is it time to call up Bray Wyatt very soon? Like now soon. And I'm going to get into that. Look, the Firefly Funhouse, excuse me, that was fantastic. Fantastic stuff as usual. Probably the creepiest video yet. But the question everyone has is like, okay, when is he debuting? So the interest is there, and the interest is there amongst the entire wrestling community with Bray Wyatt. The interest is there from a personal standpoint for me because I've always been a fan of Bray Wyatt, this iteration of Bray Wyatt. First and foremost, he's a Louisiana boy, so I'm going to just get that out the way. I love the guy because of that. But overall, he's always been a, been a very intriguing, very interesting character to me. And I'm very interested in this character, despite the slow start and despite the things that I initially thought of it, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think the time is now to debut him and like, yeah, they have a good thing going and I just hope they don't run it into the ground and they don't just prolong this out until he is not interesting anymore. I think when he does return, he has to return as a face because the fans, first and foremost, they want to give him the comeback. I pop the comeback cheer that we always give wrestlers when they come back off of injury or they come back from an extended absence. So the fans want to cheer him. I hopefully they bring him back. He doesn't have to. He's obviously not going to be a cookie cutter baby face. Just bring him back as somebody that the fans can cheer. Somebody that's going to wreak havoc. Fans love that. So you don't have to bring. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter baby face. He can come back as somebody that you can have it. The fans will be all over it. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. And this is another keep it moving edition of the two sweet podcast. I liked it last week. We kept the topics rolling. So we're going to keep the topics rolling this week. Moving on to Monday Night Raw. We're not going to go down a whole episode. But for once, it was a decent show. It's not what I would call a great show, but it was decent. And here's the, here's the deal, man. It had good pacing. By the time we got to 8.45, Raw starts at 7 o'clock for me. So it got to 8.45, I looked at my clock, or I looked at my phone, and I was like, man, it's 8.45 already? It's about to be 9 o'clock already? We're heading into that hour already? Normally, by the time we get into the 9 o'clock hour, I'm rolling around. I'm looking at something else. It's like, oh, man, this has been a slow Raw. Oh, here comes the 9 o'clock hour. It, it didn't get any better. So... We got to that hour, and first thought I had was, man, this is has gone really fast. There was good pace on the show. We actually got to see people that we hadn't seen in quite some time. The Good Brothers, too. Sweet, the Good Brothers. We got to see them, even though they lost the match. It seems like they are starting a bigger storyline with the Good Brothers and AJ Styles while he is on injury, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that's a good reason to, it's a good way to use AJ Styles. It's a good way to use the Good Brothers. Hopefully, they reunite the club and do it as faces. I would love to see that. That would be great for the Good Brothers. Their best stuff was when they was with AJ Styles. So, why not reunite the guys all together while you're running this storyline? I would love to see that happen. We got to see the Viking Raiders for once. They had been out for quite some time for... 
God knows what. They're just backstage and catering, just like the Good Brothers. They got ah uh, you so. I enjoyed Monday Night Raw simply from the standpoint of I didn't think it was great, but it felt like I wasn't wasting my time watching it. And that's all I asked for for Monday Night Raw since we have so such low expectations of Monday Night Raw. When we get a decent one, everybody is like, oh man, I, that was great. No, it was just a decent Raw that didn't waste our time. So I'm not complaining about it. But I do want to know where the people are, the complainers that complain about us complaining about Monday Night Raw, if you followed me on that one. People are always out. Y'all are all so negative about Monday Night Raw. Why do y'all watch it? Well, we get a decent episode, and guess what? We praised it. Where were you guys then? You know what? We want to see a decent programming. And I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know what? Wrestling fans do complain a little bit too much. I'll, I'll step right on into that. I'm one of them. But when we get good programming, you know what? We give it praise. We talk about how decent of a show it was. And Monday Night Raw was a decent show this week. If we can get that every week, I wouldn't complain. You wouldn't hear me complaining about Monday Night Raw and how... I feel like I have to pull my hair out watching it. I'm only here watching Raw for the podcast. And you know what? Last week, I wasn't here just watching it for the podcast. It was an enjoyable show. And hopefully, we see that more going forward. So, moving on to some AEW news. And in particular, uh, we got a lot of news. We It came out that the women's title for All Elite Wrestling will be debuted at All Out. And I got to say that I'm very excited for this. Uh, the men's title, that was such a big thing at the most recent pay-per-view debut by Bret Hart. It came out very well. The title looked gorgeous. And I'm looking for that for the women's division. Here's my deal. Just make the title look prestigious. Make it look prestigious. That's all I'm asking. Don't make it look like a title to where, okay, this is the title that the girls will have. Like the WWE did with that stupid Divas Butterfly belt. It was so demeaning to like to the ladies. Like, okay, this is the Divas title. This is what it's going to look like. No, man, make the women's title just as prestigious as the men's title. Kind of like what we have now. I'm not the biggest fan with WWE uh, of their titles, of the world titles, but... At the least, the women's title looks just as prestigious as the WWE title because it's pretty much the same thing. As it pertains to All Elite Wrestling, you don't have to make it look like the same thing as the men's title. Just make it look prestigious, make it look big, have a big title, and we will all love it. I will love it. Moving on to more All Elite Wrestling news. Uh, Tony Khan was on the Steve Austin podcast and he talked about a lot of things. Uh, he introduced a tag team tournament. This was a good listen, by the way. I won't go through all of the things he talked about. Just a few here and there. If you want to hear it all, go and listen to the Steve Austin podcast. But he introduced a tag team title tournament that will be taking, out, taking place throughout the fall when All Elite Wrestling hits TV on TNT. I think that is a phenomenal idea, something that I'm very much looking into and very much interested in. And we will have a match at Fighter Fest, Best Friends versus SCU versus the Private Party. The winner will get a first round bye in that tournament. So that will be a phenomenal match at Fighter Fest. I, 
we have steaks on the line so i enjoyed that as well anytime you put steaks on something i can get into it so that will be phenomenal as well tony kind of talked about a lot of things no we talked about how he didn't like overly scripted promos, how that would not be a thing in All Elite Wrestling. I am all for that. He talked about how they use bullet points. So I am all for that. One thing that I'm kind of hesitant on, he said that they will establish a women's tag team title and focuses on women's title and the tag team title for the men as well and how it would be a big focus. Here's the thing. I've seen women's tag team titles in two major promotions it did not work out in one and it's currently in wwe not working out because here's the thing with women's tag team titles you have to build a women's roster large enough to have a women's title and a tag team title or else it's gonna fail so i'm here to say that it can work it is very possible but you have to build the division big enough for it to be successful so moving on, he also talked about how they would travel across the United States and not focused on traveling across the world at the moment. They will, but they're focused on getting their name out in the United States. I am all for that. Uh, you know, I'm I, that's great. You got to get your name out. And he also talked about how they would cut back on shows for the wrestling they for the wrestlers excuse me they would do house shows but it wouldn't be five or six days a week he says he doesn't want to wear out the wrestlers he also talked about how they wouldn't have an off season as well because wrestling does not need an off season i think wrestling could use off season that's my opinion on the matter but if he's not doing as many house shows as wwe i can see up the standpoint to where guys wouldn't be and, and gals wouldn't be worn out from the rigors of working for a wrestling company so he had a lot of nice things to say he is a total breath of fresh air he feels like one of us he feels like a wrestling fan so it's great to see that and it'll be interesting because there's been a lot of promises with all elite wrestling we'll see how they all pay off going forward so moving on man i'm on a good vibe now i'm moving on to this shane mcmahon like, I talked about it last week. I talked about how, man, you know what? They might as well put the title on Shane. And then the crazy thing came out was from WrestleVotes, like days later, report came out that the end game may be Shane McMahon with the title. So we had another report come out, this time from Fightful Select, that said that wrestlers are infuriated with the push that Shane McMahon is getting says that we've not heard of Shane being criticized personally but that the decision to heavily feature, feature Shane in the middle of a wild card scenario that already limits screen time for others is infuriating and if that report is true if I'm giving it a standing ovation because we're all sick of it we're all tired of it the men's promo on Smackdown Tuesday when he said that we're, we're, we're tired of it we're all tired of it yeah we're all tired of it. He had a little bit of realism in that promo. And shame it, man. Like, get this guy out of here, man. Like, what purpose does he serve at this point to get up all this TV time uh, from all these wrestlers? Drew McIntyre is his lackey. Like, it, it, 
Shane McMahon serves no purpose at this point. If they're gonna have him keep on winning, you might as well put the title on him. But otherwise, get him away, man. It is very infuriating to me as a fan. So I know it's infuriating to these wrestlers that feel so deserving. Even Rusev took a jab at Shane McMahon, said that, you know what, it's the boss's son. So you know what, it is what it is. He said, pretty much said that. So that's it on Shane McMahon. I'm sick of seeing it. If he ends up with the title, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. So we're moving on to WWE Stepping Grounds. And I got to say, man, I said this yesterday on YouTube. I am not excited for this. It feels like a place of the pay-per-view. It feels like a throwaway pay-per-view. That's what they pretty much has marketed it as. I don't like the name. I don't like the logo. I don't like the catchphrase that goes along with the pay-per-view name. I don't mean to be so negative, but it sucks. It feels like just a rematch pay-per-view. rematch mania Just call it that for goodness sakes. But... We have matches to break down. We have predictions to make. So, we're going to start at the very top. The Universal Championship. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. I got to say that this is another match that I'm not interested interested in. One of the many rematches we have on this card. The guest referee aspect. I guess referee hasn't been named because Seth Rollins has been going on a tear like a madman. Like a heel. Taking out everybody with a chair. And we'll see how this all works out. I guess they want to draw the viewers in for the pay-per-view, get more ticket sales for the pay-per-view by not introducing the guest referee. Not the greatest idea in the world to sell the pay-per-view on. That's just my take. But it is what it is. We'll see, I guess, this Sunday who the guest referee will be. As for the match, Seth Rollins will undoubtedly win this match. Baron Corbin is not winning the title. That's why this pay-per-view kind of feels like... Uh, I'm not all that interested. Because everything kind of... The majority of the pay-per-view feels predetermined to be quite honest with you. At least the majority of the big matches. Seth Rollins will win here. I don't know who the guest referee will be at this point. The, the most the sad thing about it is the most juice they can get out of the cast referee is for it to be Brock Lesnar. That's about the most juice they can get out of this. But I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe my guess will be Elias. It'll just be somebody that's eh, not a surprise. I'll go along those lines. Seth Rollins will still pick up the victory. Brock Lesnar will not be there to cash in. Moving on. WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me. Dolph Ziggler. And this is another one, man, to where I felt it. You know, I, I, I love the build headed into Super Showdown, but it just feels like an extension of Super Showdown. The promos back and forth with Kofi and Dolph Ziggler, that's nothing particularly wrong with them. Nothing inherently wrong that I find about them. Uh, but... Here it is. It's just a rematch, and you feel like Dolph Ziggler doesn't have a chance here. And that's unfortunate because when Dolph Ziggler came back, he needed a win. Obviously, getting into it with Kofi Kingston, it has been well done, but Dolph Ziggler, he can't take too many losses out of the gate, or else he's going to start to feel like the same old Dolph Ziggler that never left before. So, looking at this match, I expect it to be a phenomenal match. At the end of the day, Kofi Kingston will pick up the victory. It is not his time to lose the title yet. That time, I unfortunately feel, is coming 
at some point soon enough, but it will not happen here. Kofi Kingston will pick up the victory inside the steel cage. It should have been me. Moving on, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Boy, talking about having no interest whatsoever in a feud. It is this one, sadly enough. I have gone from WrestleMania saying that Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre was one of the most ex- one of the, one of the matches that I was most excited for to see. To now saying I have no interest in it whatsoever because they have done both of these guys a total disservice by connecting them with Shane McMahon. Roman Reigns. They had the match at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns wins, of course. He moves on to Shane McMahon. And I lose interest in Roman Reigns altogether. Like, he moved from to, to SmackDown in the shakeup. And I'm like, okay, they're going to first it up Roman Reigns. Oh, man, he's just in a few with Shane McMahon. Now I really have no interest. And then they make Drew McIntyre, as I just mentioned early, Shane McMahon's lackey. And now I have no interest in Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath. This guy was the next big thing at one point. And now he's just depressing. Like, it's just depressing to see that guy be tagged along with Shane McMahon. As it pertains to this match, I'm ready to be frustrated because Shane McMahon got the victory over Roman Reigns at Super Showdown, and now Drew McIntyre is going to take the loss because of it. Roman Reigns will win here. Shane McMahon will continue to look like a billion bucks while Drew McIntyre continues to look like a lackey. Moving on to the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus... Lacey Evans and yet another feud I'm not interested in feels like these gals have been feuding for forever now like right after if I'm not mistaken either the night after Wrestlemania was their first instance when they got into it or the week after Wrestlemania when they got into it and it's been going on and on and on ever since and the back and forth with Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans have not been particularly intriguing if I may say so, and I'm being nice with that, I just have no interest in their back and forth. The most recent match against each other, it was decent at best, but I didn't find it very interesting at all. Looking at this matchup, Becky Lynch will pick up the victory. She will get the win. She will retain the Raw Women's Championship. As for Lacey Evans, I have no idea where she goes from here after she loses this match to Becky Lynch. We'll see. But it'll be interesting to see how they manage Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans going forward. Becky Lynch has lost a lot of steam. She seems better as a chaser more than champion. And maybe it's because she's been gobbled up with Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair all the time. And she just needs to branch off into somebody else. Maybe that's the case. But she has lost a lot of momentum. As we move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley versus Alexa Bliss. This is another field that I had no interest in. But one segment, one segment got me very interested in this field. And it happened on the most recent episode of either Raw or SmackDown. One of the two where we had the moment of Bliss and Bayley and Alexa Bliss just got up in each other's faces. And we had a little bit of realism. But into the storyline, Bailey, uh, Alexa Bliss talked about how Bailey didn't like her in NXT. We had Bailey go back at Alexa Bliss, and it was a very interesting moment of Bliss, probably the best moment of Bliss to date because those things are horrible. 
and the best Bailey in the Alexa Bliss segment today because those things are horrible normally. This is your life, Bailey. But moving on, as for the match itself, I expect it to be a pretty good match. I expect these girls to go out and I won't say it will be the best match of the night, but I expect it to be really decent at the end of the day. Bailey just got the women's championship, so she will retain one thing that I do not like about this is Alexa Bliss, a raw superstar, getting a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship. The wild card rule, like, oh man, that is not the way to use a raw superstar should not be challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Like, that's so annoying to me. That's just a personal issue of mine. But at the end of the day, Bailey will pick up the win. I expect it to be a decent enough matchup as I take a sip of water here. And we move on to the United States Championship. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet might be the most exciting matchup of, of the night for me, if I'm being quite honest. This feels like a fresh new feud. I didn't like what they were doing with Ricochet initially. He hadn't done anything of note ever since his debut. Now he ended up winning that number one contendership match on Raw at the Fatal, Fatal Five-Way match. So we have a phenomenal slate here between two phenomenal guys and Samoa Joe the big bruising guy the new age big man can fly around the little guys can muscle around with the big guys facing off against Ricochet a smaller guy not a small guy in the least but he can fly around they should have a phenomenal match this I'm calling it I'm gonna say if it gets time it's gonna be your match of the night I'm gonna go with it I expect it to be a phenomenal match. I hope these guys, I hope this is just the beginning of this feud. And these guys have like two or three matches uh, leading into possibly SummerSlam as well. So looking at the matchup and ask who, ask for who will win. I'm going to go with Samoa Joe to get the victory here. He just got the cha championship. I am hoping that Samoa Joe uh, cheats to win. And it's like a case of our scenario where Joe is using the ropes as leverage ricochet has a right to a rematch and we get another match because of it Samoa Joe will win but it will not be a clean finish here Samoa Joe will retain the United States championship so as we move on to the Smackdown Tag Team Championships Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery not much going on in the Smackdown Tag Team Championship division at all Heavy Machinery is about the only legit tag team challengers that could face off with Daniel Bryan and Rowan and I expect it to be a really good match Daniel Bryan and Rowan uh, great individual wrestlers in their own right Heavy Machinery pretty interesting tag team so I expect it to be a phenomenal match at the end of the day Daniel Bryan and Rowan will retain the tag team championships I asked they just pretty much they just pretty much won them as well. This is a running theme in this prediction show so far. So I expect Daniel Bryan and Rowan to pick up the victories. Maybe this feud moves on as we move along in the month. Next up, we have another tag team match, the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I've not found this build very interesting at all. Like, I love me some, all of these guys. I love me some Kevin Owens. I love me some Sami Zayn. I love the New Day. But this field has been going back and forth. It's not been very interesting. Kevin Owens is, is the big loser here as well as Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens came back and he has kind of lost the momentum that he once had. Sami Zayn is not as interesting as he once was when he was calling out the fans. That's... <laughs> 
he's just not that guy anymore. Now, he's not that interesting anymore. But what I do expect is a great match here. At the end of the day, the faces will get the victory. The new day will pick up the win. We have moving on the Cruiserweight Championship on the line. Tony Nice versus Drew Gulak versus Akira Tozawa. We had some controversy to, at, to end the number one contender fatal four-way match. So now we have a three-way match to settle the Cruiserweight Championship. And I expect this to be a phenomenal match. The Cruiserweights never fail to deliver on these WWE pay-per-views. Hopefully, it makes the main show. I say that nearly every time I see a Cruiserweight Championship a matchup on a pay-per-view. I want it to make the main, sh main show. I want those guys to get the shine. At the end of the day, I do not expect Tony Nese to lose here. He will retain that championship and I expect it to be a phenomenal match. That will be in the running for match of the night as well. Moving on to the final matchup. The Raw Tag Team Championship is on the line. The Revival versus the Usos. This has been a rivalry that has been very depressing. Talk about not being interested in the rivalry. They have done everything to make us uninteresting uninterested excuse me in the revival versus the usos the uzi hat i won't get into all of the segments that i found ridiculous but here it stands the uh, revival are now your tag team champions and i hope they actually take them seriously for once we can have a great feud with the revival and the usos where it's just about the action hopefully that takes place so at the end of the day the revival running theme in this uh predictions podcast revival just got the tag team titles they will not lose them here i expect more revival versus usos matches and this will be a phenomenal matchup as well in the running for match of the night as well the revival will pick up the victory here so that is my predictions that is episode 71 of the two sweet wrestling podcast let me know your thoughts on twitter at two sweet pod or at omg Corey b uh, your thoughts on Stumping Grounds, uh, Tony Khan, his comments, Killer Cross, Scarlet Bardot, that situation, Impact Wrestling, AEW, whatever thoughts that you have, let me know on Twitter. <laughs>